As always, it is a privilege to worship God together in His house and be with brothers and sisters in Christ. We're glad that you're here today. Before I begin my lesson this morning, I want to make this comment. The flower that I'm wearing this morning, I asked Sister Joyce Proctor if I could take it off of his casket and wear it today to memorialize him. Jerry Proctor was a man of dignity, a man of grace, a man of integrity, a man of honor. I loved him and appreciated him so much. He was a beautiful example of what godlikeness is all about. This morning in our lesson, because I am God's child, we turn to Philippians chapter 1. Every scripture we read except for one will be from Philippians chapter 1. I want to thank Brother Carl for the songs that he led this morning. Every one of these songs that we've sung applies specifically to our lesson this morning. They remind us that we are children of God. We've been saved and born into God's family. And as a result of that, we have a personal, individual, one-on relationship with God. We sing that song, Jesus, hold my hand. Anywhere I go is home, sweet home. How wonderful that is. I can live a beautiful life. Each day I can do these things. I will let Him have His way with me. Now, our closing talk today will be, I have decided to follow Jesus. I want us to accept this lesson this morning, brothers and sisters, individually and personally. Last in our Sunday last lesson last Sunday, we talked about resolutions for the year. I will love, I will forgive, I will strengthen, I will be an example to others. I want to carry through with that thought today with some practical application of how we can live out these principles in our lives. You've heard the expression, like father, like son. That's what God wants us to be. We're His children. Bearing His spiritual image and likeness. Being like He wants us to be. The kind of person and the being that He is. How wonderful that is that we have that challenge today. That we can strengthen ourselves and do that by living our lives as faithful children of God. Point number one in our lesson this morning. Because I am God's child, a Christian is who I am. When you came out from that watery grave of baptism, if you're a child of God, you were a newly created being. Physically, you were the same person. Spiritually, you were a different person. You have been washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. Created to follow the will of God. Paul said in 2 Corinthians chapter 15, If any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, a new creation. Something different than what he was before he was baptized. Living a new way of life, God's way. That's Christian. He is a new creature. The word Paul uses as a creature means he's been born into God's spiritual family. And it is an eternal family that will exist forever. Yes, I am physically a human being. But now that I am in God's spiritual family, I know that my spirit will never die. And just like a child being born from his mother's womb carries his father and mother's physical genetics. So you and I, when we come out of that water grave of baptism, we now have the spiritual genetics of God the Father and Jesus Christ our Savior and Lord. And therefore, I have a worldwide new family. 
Oh yes, my physical family still exists, but now I have a worldwide family, millions of whom I have never met nor will not meet this side of eternity. But I'm a child of God. And everywhere you go in this world and worship with other congregations, you have brothers and sisters in Christ who feel the same way exactly. Like father, like son. Look with me in Philippians chapter 1, verse number 8. When we say that expression, like father, like son, remember, I want to think like my father. I want to speak like my father. I want to act like my father. I want to be like my father. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 8. For God is my record, how greatly I long after you in the bowels of our Lord Jesus Christ. That word bowels, that's a word we don't use very much. It comes from a Greek word that literally means our inward parts. Sometimes you use expression, pardon my expression, my gut feeling, down deep, it's what I feel down deep inside. That's what the bowels are. Down deep inside, we're now children of God. Remember, God is perfect. God is eternal. He's the creator of all the universe. I have been purchased with the blood of His Son. Therefore, that is who I am. Christianity now is an integral part of my life, just as surely as my physical stature and frame is a part of my physical life. But I'm now inside and out, a child of God. Let us therefore eliminate from our thoughts and minds the concept as many Christians have, well... I'm a Christian, I can't do this, I can't do that. Let us gladly accept and appreciate the privilege that we have of who we are. We're children of God. And let's change our mindset from, oh, I have to do this and I have to do that, to the thought of, because I'm God's child, I love to do God's will. That's the way I want to live my life. Just as if God were physically here with me right now. That's how I would live my life. I need to remember that I have an eternal spirit. And I will live forever. And I want to live that forever with God. And the saints of all the ages. And I can do that because that is who I am. Romans 7.22 says, For I delight in the law of God after the inward man. Down deep inside. That's who I am. A child of God. Now the other, only other scripture we're going to leave this morning outside of Philippians. We'll come back to Philippians 1. Turn to 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse number 16. I'm a Christian through and through. 2 Corinthians 4.16 says, Paul says, For this cause, the cause of Christ, we faint not, we don't give up. But though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. God will give you as His child the resources that you need to survive every day of your physical life. And you can do it with honor, grace, and dignity, and love. Because you're part of God's family. That's who you are. We need to appreciate that in our lives. That God continues to furnish us with everything that we need all day, every day, to be the kinds of people that we need to be. And therefore, we can be successful regardless of what's going on in our spiritual lives and in our physical lives. Don't you think that's why David would say in the 23rd Psalm, verse number 4, 
Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? He's a child of God. For thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, God's word and God's blessings, they strengthen me and support me and comfort me. Therefore, I can face anything and survive anything that Satan will cast against me in my life. How wonderful that is. A Christian is who I am. Point number two in our lesson this morning, because I'm God's child, I want to do what is right. I want to do what is right. Turn me back to Philippians chapter 1. Verse number 10, an outstanding verse. We're going to break it down into several different pieces here. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 10. Because you're children of God, that ye may approve things that are excellent. In other words, I want to do what is right. Why do I want to do what is right? Because it is right. That is the right thing to do. We say, I want to live a God-like life. That means then I will do what God would do. You've heard the expression many times, the question, what would Jesus do? Then that answers my questions for life. I want to do what is right. And you see, because I am doing God's right way, it is never wrong. God has never made a mistake. He's never done anything incorrectly. Now, I know that I can't live to that standard, but I need to try to do that in my life every day. So therefore, I will approve God's will and accept it in my life every day and quit arguing with it and discussing it and asking why. Have you ever thought about this? And every one of us humanly has said, why God? Why me? Why now? Why this circumstance? Why would you question the perfect, holy God who has never done anything wrong? He's the creator of every good and perfect gift. Why would one question that? But you go all the way back to the first book of the Bible. The first question about God is from Satan in chapter 3, verse number 1. Did God say, oh yes, that's exactly what God said. Thou shalt not eat of the tree of good and evil, for in the day thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. That is exactly, precisely what God said. Said. Satan questioned God's will. As a result, Adam and Eve questioned God's will. And it's gone downhill ever since, hasn't it? I submit to us today, you take that simple example of Adam and Eve. Why would they want to do that? God told them not to do that. Boy, you folks sure were foolish. And then I walk up and look at me in the mirror and say, Oops. Bill, why did you say that? Why did you do that? Why did you think that? You knew it was against the will of God. And I need to challenge myself every day of my life because I am a child of God. I want to do what is right every time. Let's be specific doing what is right. When I ask, what must I do to be saved? You and I can all quote Scriptures from Jesus Himself telling us that we must believe the Word of God. We must repent of our sins. We must confess our, the deity of Jesus Christ. And we must be baptized for the remission of our sins. What do I not understand there? 
Because I'm God's child, I want to do what is right and I will do that. When I ask myself, how shall I live my life? All I've got to do is open this book and find the answers of how I would live my life. How am I to worship God? Well, I think I ought to do this. It would be hard to do this. Why don't I just open the book and read what Jesus in His Word and the apostles tell us to do by the inspired Word of God, how to worship God? Question. And boy, this one gets me here. Why would any human being question the veracity, the truthfulness of the Word of God? Does that not blaspheme the very name of God when we question God? Why does God want me to do this? Well, how come I have to do that? Simply because God said so. The word in the Greek language blasphemy actually means slanderer. Would I slander God? Would I think that God is a slanderer? That's profane to think of it, isn't it? But every time we question God and go away and depart from God's will, we're not doing what God said. We're not doing what God is right. Surely when we do that, we are showing our disrespect for God and who He is. For example, Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18, Jesus said, after Peter said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. Blessed art thou, Simon, jo- Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood hath not revealed this, to my, but my Father which is in heaven. And I say unto thee also that thou art Peter, and listen to this, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. God's never made any mistakes. He established the church exactly, precisely the way He wanted it to do. Question then, why would I as a finite human being think that I can improve upon God's plan of what to do in order to be saved? How can I improve upon God's plan to worship? Why not simply follow His will? Why would any man think that he could change or add to or subtract from the Word of God and it still be right? And yet this world religiously is full of men's ideas. This past week I looked up the Chattanooga Yellow Pages of Telephone Director 2018. There are 65 different groups, kinds of churches listed in the telephone directory. 65. Jesus said, I will build 65 churches. No, He said, I will build one church. When I decide that I'm going to do what is right, that's the church I will follow. I won't listen to any man-made creeds or doctrines or theologies. I have the Word from God which is perfect. Why would I simply just follow that and do what is right? Now back in verse number 10. The third point I went from there. We talked about the things that are excellent. That ye may be sincere and without offense till the day of God. You can't go wrong when you're doing what is right. And again, following the will of God is just that. But the challenge for us is living this Satan-filled world. Living every day a life that we're going to be challenged. But remember, it is worth the effort of living this life like that. Remember the song we sing from time to time? But the toils of the road will seem nothing when I get to the end of the way. How wonderful that is. Remind yourself, think about heaven, as I've said, every day. 
And look there in the last part of verse number uh, 10, living with sincere, without offense. That means a life of integrity, godliness, and morality. And I don't want to do anything to offend the Word of God by my actions, my thoughts, my words, or my deeds. It's a challenge for us. Oh, yes, it is. But let's challenge ourselves. Recently, some of us have made New Year's resolutions. Here's a resolution you need to make every day. And you arise in the morning, God, I'm going to follow your will today. Put a period and exclamation point at the end of that sentence. Not a question mark or a comma or a semicolon. A period. This is my will for the day to do the will of God. Point number three in our lesson this morning, because I'm a child of God, I want to live my life to glorify God. Look with me in verse number 12. But I would you should understand, brethren, that the things that have happened unto me have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel. You know where Paul was when he wrote this letter, don't you? Sitting in a prison. He would much rather have been out in the world preaching the gospel. But because he was a preacher of the gospel, he was cast into prison. But from this prison cell... He says, I'm going to glorify God in my life. The things that have happened to me have fallen out rather to the furtherance of the gospel. That's why I've got 13 inspired letters from Paul in the New Testament, and so do you. Those years he was spending in prison. Moaning, groaning, complaining? No. Now, the inspiration of God writing out by hand, letter at a time, in the Greek alphabet. The words that you and I can read today in our language. He was glorifying God living each day, regardless of the external circumstances, to honor God in His life. Question, Bill. Are you living your life every day to honor and glorify God? Is your life acceptable to God? Does God, excuse the word, enjoy Seeing you doing His will, you know He does. The great challenge for each one of us as we go out into the world, in our schools, our homes, our communities, live like God wants us to live. Again, the world doesn't see many pictures like that anymore, does it? But you and I, individuals, are unique as children of God, and we can find ways to glorify God in our lives every day. Not to glorify ourselves, to bring honor and glory to God Almighty who permits us to do these things. There are many good things that happen in my life and there's many bad things and negative things that happen in my life. I have many privileges. I have many opportunities. I have many blessings. Will I accept all those on either end of the spectrum to let the beauty of Jesus be seen in me by the way I live and act in my life? Paul said it this way in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 13. Whatsoever ye do, do all to the glory of God. If you want a motto, you know, the Boy Scouts, Cub Scouts, Girl Scouts have mottos. Can you think of a better motto for a Christian than, I will glorify the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. I live my life honoring, showing how much I believe that He is King of Kings and Lord of Lords, and I want the rest of the world to see that by the way I live my life feebly. So, wherever you go, whatever you say, whatever you do, whoever people you meet, 
Do it all to the glory of God. Let them see Jesus in you. And the beautiful part of doing these three things that we've talked about this morning is this. If I live my life as a Christian, I will go to heaven. Look with me in verse number 21. Philippians chapter 1, verse number 21. For to me to live is Christ. We think, oh, I want to live. That's exactly right. Are we living to Christ? But he also says, to die is gain. How can that possibly be, Bill, that you'll be better off when you die than while you're alive? Because I have lived a life to glorify and honor God to the very best of my ability. You see, God sees and knows and appreciates what we're doing every day. He is glorified when we glorify Him in this world. And as a result of that, I am gaining my eternal reward one year at a time, one day at a time, one hour at a time, one breath at a time by living my life the way God wants me to live it. Not one person in this room knows what the future holds. We've all got guesses and ideas and plans and commitments. Signed a 30-year lease on my, a 30-year note to pay off on my house. Go out and buy a car, buy a four or five-year note, and all these kinds of things. We're planning for the future that it's all going to happen. We don't know, do we? But we've signed our names on the dotted line that we're going to pay that money. And if you don't pay it, they're going to come and repossess it. Because you haven't followed through on your part of the deal. I made an obligation to Jesus when I became a child of God. So did you. I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back. The song says, I will follow Him. I do not know what the future holds, neither do you. But I will live every day of my life to its fullest, regardless of what's happening on planet earth, glorifying my Father which is in heaven, thanking Him for being my Father, And blessing me as He has and will do throughout all the days of my life. And so for you. That will give me a positive attitude about life. I won't be going around looking for all the nitty gritty wrong things. I'll be with my eyes wide open and my heart wide open for the opportunity for good things. And that's the way I want to live my life. I want to glorify God to the very best of the ability. And use all the talents that I've got to praise His name every day of my life. You see... God has not promised you or me tomorrow. But He has promised us eternity. Therefore, I need to mark the days off the calendar what day it is on planet earth. You see, every day I live for God, I am one day nearer to heaven than I was yesterday. When you think of it that way, I will turn my life over to God. That His will be done in my life. So that people can see that Godliness works. And I can be His child forever and ever. How wonderful it is to be in that situation. 
Are you willing to let God have His way with you today? It's easy to say, I turn my life over to God. But are we doing it? One heartbeat at a time. One breath at a time. One thought at a time. Let's live our lives that way. Let's challenge ourselves to be those kinds of people who are following Jesus every day until our final day, until He calls us home. Our closing song this morning will be, I have decided to follow Jesus. Many of you may have made some New Year's resolutions. My guess is if we made very many of them, we've already broken some of them. Here's a resolution I want to make every day because I want to go to heaven. I will follow Jesus. With that in mind, look into your heart right now. If you are not yet a Christian, you need to make that decision today. I want to follow Jesus because I want to go to heaven. You believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God or surely you wouldn't even be here today. Are you willing to follow His Word? Jesus said, except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Jesus said, whosoever shall confess Me before men, him will I confess before My Father which is in heaven. He said, whosoever believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Folks, those words were from the perfect Son of God. He wasn't making them up as He went along. He was calling out God's plan for all who will obey Him. As you begin a new year, think about those things in your life. Are you yet a child of God? You know that God has blessed you so richly. But if you're not yet God's child, you have no concept of what it means to be able to pillow your head at night and go to sleep realizing, I'm a child of God. He gave His life for me. Now I'm giving my life for Him. If you are not yet a child of God, could there be a better opportunity than right now on this first Sunday of the new year to do those things that we just talked about that Jesus asked you to do? Or maybe you've done those things in times past, but you've wandered away. Brother and sister in Christ, you know you don't want to go to hell. You want to be with God forever. Are you making the decision today that I will repent of those sins and confess those sins and pray to be forgiven so that one day I can be in heaven also? If you need to respond publicly to the invitation, let me so right now as we stand together and sing this song.